Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and today I'm joined here by the one and only Brent Kessler. So what's going on, Dad? Hey, everybody. <laughs> you look nice today. Good to today. be with you. Well, like, thank you. I like your shirt. Yeah, you like my little... Um, Is that new? Uh, you know, my July 4th shirt that I bought for, uh, for uh, July 4th, and we'll be able to use it for Labor Day coming up pretty That's soon, true. right? So. That's true. Now, I'm sure everybody's looking at the mic stand, and they're like, what is that? What do they got rigged up there in the mic? Well, you know, when we travel and we do these podcasts, we do them from everywhere, right? So you forgot to pack the podcast, or, or, or you forgot to pack, pack the mic stand. That's it. So, you know, you got to make do with what you got. So <laughs> you can take your attention off of the mic stand now, and that's what happened. We had to rig up our own mic stand because we forgot it. I know. And actually, because the people saw me um, a few episodes back, I was actually in the mountains in North Carolina. And so I was holding it like this. And I had the picture of the van behind me. So I explained a little bit. And so actually, this one's kind of nice, though. So we kind of makeshifted uh, this today. Got to work with what you got, man. That's you know, <laughs> so and again, you can't pack everything in a suitcase when you travel too. you know, so you got to sometimes you just got to make do with what it is. I even told him, I said, go get a towel and roll it up. He said, no, that won't look good. Well, <laughs> This is what we got. Well, well, <laughs> and when you travel with Brent Kessler, you have to pack your bikini and your suit because you never know where you're going. You can go to Idaho in the middle of the winter time. You got to go to a prom. You got to go out to the beach somewhere. You're, you're everywhere. <laughs> oh, there you go. So really, in this episode, though, I want to bring it back to the basics, okay? So really, this is episode is geared towards talking about the introduction to the infinite banking concept. And I thought the best place to really start is to share my experiences with you. Because, you know, if you ever go out somewhere, you go to a yoga class, you'll go to the library, you'll go meet somebody at the beach, or you go to the arcade or a bar or whatever, and you go meet somebody, you know, one, what is one of the first questions that they ask you? They'll ask you, what is your name? What's your name, right? <laughs> and so I say, well, hello, my name's Hannah Kessler. What's your name? And then they respond. And then the next question that they ask you is... What do you do? What do you do? So, so when somebody asks me that question of what do I do, my response back to them is, well, I show people how to take control of their money and how they do this is by controlling the banking function in their life. So that's my response. What about you? Yeah, when someone asks me what I do, I said, look, I help people to build, keep, and create wealth through their own debts and expenses that they already have. And we do this by keeping complete control of our money. We never have to change our cash flow. We don't have to work any harder or give up any control or take any additional risk. All we're doing is we're adding one additional step in our financial life. And if I want to even go on a little bit more, you know, it just depends. It could be... Uh, like a, a brief version of that. Yeah. But I'll say I teach a concept that the wealthy have been using in their life for over 200 years. And they're like, what? Over 200 years, the wealthy have been using it. Yeah, you've heard of the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays, right? Um, 
Have you ever wondered how Walt Disney built Disneyland? Have you ever wondered how Ray Kroc got started in or, or how McDonald's got started and how Ray Kroc started McDonald's? Have you ever wondered, um, Pampered you chef. know, Pampered Chef, you know, a Pampered Chef, how that company got started, which was later sold to Warren Buffett for one point five billion with a B, $1.5 billion. And it intrigues their interest. And it depends on also, Hannah, exactly where I'm at when somebody might ask me, you know, um, about my occupation and what I do. And I, I might say something like, well, that car you're driving, that's pretty nice, right? That probably, that's a nice car you're driving. I'm sure that set you back a couple bucks, didn't it? Well, yeah. And I will say, well, look, I don't know you, I've never met you before, but I know how you bought that car. I know how you bought the car. You bought the car one of three ways. You either paid cash for it, you bank financed it, or you leased it. Because you look like a pretty honest dude, and I don't think you stole the car, right? Mm -hmm. So, but in order for you to do that, you had to give them the money. You had to take your money, and, and I kinda wish I had a $20 bill right now, and I could show you. The thing you had to do is take your money, you had to give it to the car dealer, and the car dealer gives you the car. So, the car dealer has the money, you get the car, right? And most people are like happy with that. They're mm -hmm. satisfied, the transaction is over, everybody goes on their own way. But how about if there's a way that I could show you how you can do exactly that, you take your money, you give it to the car dealer, the car dealer is gonna give you the car, so they get the money, you get the car. But by adding this one simple step in your financial life, you're able now to recycle and recapture all of the money you just gave for that car. Now you're thinking, recycle and recapture, what does that mean? Well, it means that not only did you get the car, yeah, you gave them the money and you get the car, but now there's a concept, a system, and a process to get all of that money back. So that money now stays in your family. It's never being leaked out. It stays inside of your family. And that's what we're showing people how to do. Now, the word recycle and recapture is still is kind of confusing. But this is what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book called Second Chance. Yep. It's what Tony Robbins talks about in his book Money Master the Game in chapter 5.4. Mm -hmm. This concept that we teach every day, Hannah, this is what Robert Kiyosaki says in his book. It's what Tony Robbins says in his book. But when people read it, and a lot of people that are on right now, they have read those books. You didn't understand what it meant because they make it too complicated to understand. So we simplify the data. We simplify it so it's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. That's it. That's it. How, how about this? And then, you know, the question that I think about just knowing this concept and then meeting the people out there, you know, if you could pick anywhere, anywhere that you could place your money, what are the attributes that you're looking for when you want to warehouse the money in a safe place? What are you looking for? Well, you want it to be safe, Yeah. right? You want to have control of the money, big thing. You want to have control. You want it to be liquid. Mm -hmm. um, you would love for it to have... Protection, maybe? Protection would yeah. be great. I was going to say growth. 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 How, how cool would that be? Is wherever you store your money, 
In other words, your warehouse. Nelson Nash wrote a book called Warehouse Warehouse of Wealth. Wealth. (laughs) How cool is it if you're able to store your money somewhere where it's safe, you're in control, it's liquid, it's protected. How about stable? But it grows. Yeah. It grows. It grows by sitting in this warehouse. Mm -hmm. Your money grows. What does mom always say? She about says, her green men. Yep, well, what did she always say? The, they're the little green men. So like every quarter or so, mom will go through all the policies. And if there's too much money sitting in there, she goes, Brent, you have too much little green men that are being lazy and just sitting there. Go put the little green men to work. Yeah. But even if they're not to work, they're still in the policy and it's growing. But that's even getting it to work more. But absolutely, it's going to grow while it sits there. And it's growing tax-free. Yeah. Now, some people just don't even think twice about that. Well, okay, it's growing tax-free. Do you know, I mean, just kind of think about if you put money into a conventional bank, if mm-hmm. you go buy a CD, you know, um, if you have some stock that you earn a dividend on or something like that, right? Yeah. What do they send you with that? They send you a 1099. Well, that's taxable. Like even in a savings account in a bank, even though you're earning eighty-seven, even though you're earning eighty-seven cents a month, at the end of the at the end of the year, they're going to send you a ten ninety-nine for the ten dollars that they paid you for the year for keeping your money in there. Yeah. So you got to pay taxes on that ten dollars. Yeah. So, Dad, so I don't want to put my money into a bank account. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that briefly. You know, maybe on another episode, we'll get into the intric- intricates of like qualified plans, 401ks, IRAs. But there's a reason we don't want to put money into there as well. Just high level recap, right? I don't want to place my money inside of a vehicle that's going to go up or down based on external factors that I just cannot dictate. It's not up to me. It's not in my control again. So, so. So where do we put the money then? What what vehicle do I use? Ah, uh, let's see. What vehicle? I know. How about a vehicle that the wealthy have been using for over 200 plus years? It is called a whole life policy. Whole life. A whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. Why would I put my money in whole I know. Life? Isn't that crazy? That's what people say. They're like, what? A whole life policy? I know everything there is to know about whole life insurance. And why would I ever, ever, ever want to put my money there? And especially if you're listening to Dave Ramsey every day, right? That's the worst thing you can do. Those whole life guys, they're a bunch of scammers. You don't want to put your money there, right? Buy term and invest the rest is what Dave says. Well, how many people do you know that are actually investing the rest? Probably not many, right? Or how many of Dave's followers live that above average lifestyle? But that's a conversation well, we can have another that's time. that's right. Dave Ramsey says, hey, live below your means. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's cool. How exciting is that to do that all the time, live below your means? But Dave Ramsey is telling you to live below your means. Have you ever Googled Dave Ramsey's house? I believe it's in Tennessee. Go Google Dave Ramsey's house, and here's the guy telling you to live Below your means. I forgot what your question was. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh, the vehicle, the vehicle. Oh, the vehicle. Yeah, Hawaii Whole Life. A whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. Now, look, this is very important. 
Because just because we say whole life policy, it doesn't mean like, oh, okay, well, let's all go out and buy a whole life policy and start building and keeping creating wealth. No, 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 no. This is a specifically designed, specially engineered whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. It's not the policy that you're going to go buy from your brother-in-law that sells life insurance. Because don't we all have brothers and sisters that sell life insurance? Or sometimes people just call insurance companies directly. Well, State Farm is mutual. Yeah. I can go to State Farm yes, directly. Exactly. So different companies. No, it has to be with a specific company. And most importantly, it has to be specifically designed and specially engineered so it has high, immediate cash value. One more time. High, immediate cash value. And what is the definition of immediate? The definition of immediate is within 30 days. So in other words, what I'm going to do is we're going to put money into this vehicle, this specifically designed, specially engineered, whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends, and you're going to have cash value immediately. That means within 30 days. Now, Hannah. You know, whenever we talk about this, especially to somebody else that's in the business or the industry, maybe a financial advisor, maybe a CPA, maybe another insurance broker or an agent, they're like, you can't get money out of a whole life policy immediately. You got to put that money in there and you got to leave it for a long time before you can ever go out and get any of the money. No, that's just not true. It's simply not true. People don't know. A lot of you guys know I used to be a chiropractor. Well, I still am a chiropractor. I just don't practice chiropractic anymore. Whenever I say chiropractor to you, the immediate thing that comes to most of your attention or, or, like, or your thought is, oh, chiropractor. Yeah, they're good for back pain, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Chiropractors can help with back pain. If you tell somebody that, hey, a chiropractor might be able to help you with your headaches. Yeah. Really? Headaches. What about vertigo? You know, right? So mom is experiencing some, some right now. She's going through some issues with vertigo. How Weight is she getting it now. treated? How is she getting it treated? She's getting it treated through chiropractic care. What about asthma, allergies, bedwetting, right? So, I mean, yeah, but people in their mind, they get the tunnel vision and say, okay, this word goes with this, and they don't expand their knowledge, right? So it's our job, it's our job, it's our mission mm -hmm. to just tell people how this whole life thing really works and what you can do with it. Yep. That, that's, that's what we do every day, right? We're telling people, hey, because people want to know, I want to know, how can I build, keep, and create wealth without taking any risk, without working any harder, losing any control, or changing my cash flow? I want to know those answers. And there's no other vehicle on this planet that has these features and benefits that works this way. I ask you guys all the time, all the time. Have you been watching me for years and years? You know, how long have I been teaching this now? Since March of 2012. So 11 and a half years I've been teaching this. And I always ask, show me a better way. Show me something better to build, keep, and create wealth. And maybe I'll stop doing what I'm doing and start doing what you're showing me. Nobody's been able to show that to me. Nobody has been able to show it to me. And if you do, I'll look at it. But it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And I think people also 
aren't thinking about guarantees. You know, mm. a lot of people want to, you know, yeah, you know, it, people think that in order to build the dollars or the wealth that you have to go and take a little bit of risk mm. over here. Well, you really don't have to. If you understand the vehicles that are out there, guarantees are still mm. very, very important. And in my opinion, I think it's more important than ever right now. Yeah, um, that's a great point. You know, as you said, most stuff that we do, it involves some risk, right? Maybe a lot of risk and maybe a little risk. And you've heard the term before, well, to get a higher return, I got to take a higher risk, you know? Um, The cool thing about a whole life policy and a mutual company that pays dividends that's designed, that is specifically designed and specially engineered for immediate cash value is there's no risks. There's there's no risks risk. It has guarantees, Mm -hmm. which means that before you ever accept your policy, Mm -hmm. sign your policy, pay for your policy, look, look at the contract. The contract has guarantees. Now, the cool thing about life insurance is it's state regulated. It's not federally regulated, right? It has guarantees, which means it can never lose value. In other words, today is better than yesterday. Tomorrow is better than today. That's not us telling you this. That is in your policy contract. So it is guaranteed to get better. Mm -hmm. Now, I just said there's no risk. I don't care what state you live in. There's absolutely no risk factor with whole life insurance policies that are designed this way. Mm -hmm. Now, if we want to talk about any sort of risk at all because i like that because again i don't ever like to say there's no risk whatsoever well there is there is one risk that we got to remember with this whole life policy oh guess what people are thinking oh here it comes he's going to tell me the risk now he's avoiding what the risk was now he's going to tell it to me the risk is what hannah the, you and how you, you use the policy the risk is you you are the risk and how you use the policy. Because the insurance company, right, their biggest risk is that, hey, you just don't pay me a dividend, right? That's the biggest risk that the insurance company has ever taken inside the policy. But me and how I use it, that's the biggest risk factor there. And who do I know better than me? So you are the one. You are the one that's in control of the policy. So the only one that can screw this up is you. So you are the risk, right? I mean, and who do you know better than you? And let's go back to the thing you just said about the dividend, yeah. you know? Um Dividends aren't contractually. I understand what you say about a risk being that the insurance company doesn't pay a dividend. But see, that's not really a risk, in my opinion. And again, you and I can disagree. It's fine. Yeah. But I think we're on the same page. So the insurance company has a guaranteed growth inside of the policy. It has a guaranteed growth. And that is in your contract. And if you don't understand your contract before you pay for the policy and accept it, ask the producer to show you what is the guarantee, okay? And we're going to look at the guaranteed side of the contract or what we call the illustration. Mm -hmm. But the dividends are not guaranteed. They're not guaranteed. So the insurance company is not guaranteed to pay a dividend. 
However, the insurance companies have been, been paying dividend. Do you know how long? For over 100 plus consecutive 100 years. 100 plus consecutive years. As a matter of fact, over 123 plus consecutive years. I think we even have a company, a couple companies, 180 years. But anyway, 123 years, okay? 123, 24. I don't know. I've, I've been saying 123 now for probably five years. So it's probably <laughs> it's more than that now, right? But every single year, the insurance company's been paying a dividend for 100 plus years. Now, let's just think about where we're at right now. What year are we in? 2023? Mm -hmm. So that means 123 years, 120, 130 years, that's 1900. So I want you to go back in history and I want you to think about what has happened in the world since 1900. Have we went through a lot of recessions? Yep. Have we went through the Great Depression of the 1920s and the 1930s? Mm -hmm. So even during those times of hardship, of like financial crisis, the insurance companies have paid a dividend throughout those times. So when the insurance company pays the dividends, it means they're profitable. You want your insurance company to be profitable when you have a mutually owned insurance company. Because what does the word mutually mean? Mutually means that you own you own the contract. You don't own the insurance company, but you own the contract. So you are number one in line. So when you need that money and you go knocking on the door and say, Mr. Insurance Company, I need the money because we're going through a recession, we're going through a depression, no matter where that money is at, no matter where that insurance company has that money, they are obligated to put you number one. They are obligated to give you your cash value as you request it. So even though dividends are not guaranteed, so it's not yep. guaranteed to have a dividend next year, 10 years, 20 years, 100 years down the road, how long have they been paying dividends? So do you really think they're going to stop paying dividends? Correct. And let's just say they stop paying dividends. Do you think they're going to stop paying dividends forever and ever? Mm -hmm. No, they might miss a year. I mean, it hasn't it happened. happened. I don't think it'll ever happen in my lifetime. Or my lifetime. And honestly, I, I don't believe. think it'll happen in your lifetime. And how old are you now? 24. 24, right? I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And in 120 plus years, we haven't seen it. So what better, what better vehicle, you know, um, to, to store your wealth? I, I just don't know of any other vehicle. I know we teach the banking concept, but we sometimes lose focus of what it is that we're actually using as the machine or the vehicle. And just because it's a whole life insurance policies and your friends and your neighbors and your colleagues and your parents and your grandparents, and I like to say your broke ass brother-in-law that's giving you financial advice, right? Have you ever noticed the people that wanna give you financial advice are broker than you are, <laughs> right? That's the way it usually works. They're saying, that's a horrible place to put your money. Why would you ever want to put your money in a, in a life insurance policy? They just don't know. They don't know. Have this conversation with them. It, it, it's, it's, we have to start. We have to start opening up our mind and quit being closed-minded and just only have tunnel vision. We can't have tunnel vision any longer. We have to be able to think for ourselves. Don't take our word for it. Don't take our word for it. Go out and do your own research. Who's the number one purchasers, Hannah, mm -hmm. of whole life insurance in the world? Conventional banks. Conventional banks? What? 
Why on earth would conventional banks buy so much life insurance, Hannah? Because they want it. They like the asset, the vehicle. They're just mimicking what the wealthy and the elite are doing. That's exactly right. That's what conventional banks are doing. They are doing what the wealthy do, right? They are the number one purchasers of whole life insurance. Why? Because they know there's no better vehicle. So all of the so all these conventional banks, they own more whole life insurance than all of the land in the buildings combined. Mm -hmm. They own more in whole life insurance. Hannah, did you know? Since 2013, mm -hmm. which is 10 years ago, yeah. since 2013, conventional banks have quadrupled the amount of money that they put into life insurance. Yeah. Now, why, Hannah, why are conventional banks doing that? Is it because they're stupid? I think so. <laughs> they're, they're doing something the rest of us just don't know about. And it's BOLI, B-O-L-I. If you go Google that, bank-owned life insurance, you can look up all the pages that come up of how much banks actually own in whole life. And honestly, it's listed right there underneath their tier one assets. A whole life policy is an appreciating asset. Oh. It can never go down, right? That's a great point. So... People like to buy assets, right? Mm -hmm. um, and why do we buy them? To build the wealth. Buy them to build wealth, you know? But assets can be appreciating or depreciating, right? Yep. So you can go out and buy a, a boat. I, I, got a, I drive a Ford F-150, yeah. okay? So I bought that Ford F-150 in 2017. Um, on December 31st of 2017, I wasn't even planning on coming home with a truck and I went there and like, hey, we're close out sale, you know, the last day. So I found the truck and I bought that truck. But is that truck worth the same amount today in 2023 as it was six years ago in 2017? It's not. It's kind no. of like, just real quick, it's kind of like Judge Marilyn when, uh, of from people's the people's court. court where people will come in and try to sue for the full amount of uh, the brand new mm. item. But she's like, no, I'm not going to compensate you for the full item. You have It's the use. What What is it right now? Use. Yeah. If your refrigerator breaks and it's 10 years old and you go back and sue, they don't give you a brand new refrigerator. They give you a, a depreciated years. value on that refrigerator right it's just the way it works but yeah. but the truck mm -hmm. even though i might be using a bad example because cars you know how they how, how the prices of used cars rise up or whatnot but anyway regardless my 2017 ford f-150 here in 2023 is not worth the same amount of money that I paid for it. I wouldn't go today and sell it for exactly what I paid for it, right? It's not a classic, it's not an antique, it's an F-150 truck, Ford F-150 truck. So my point is, is that is a depreciating asset. It went down in value. Yep. So a whole life insurance policy is not only an asset, it is an appreciating asset, meaning it only goes up in value. So whenever we run our money through this policy or through a system of policies, as Nelson Nash would say, because it's never about one policy and one policy only, you can't have one policy because you're going to get to a point where you max out that policy, like this water bottle. If this water bottle holds 12 ounces of water and I want 18 ounces or even 13 ounces, I can't get it in this water bottle. It won't hold it. What do I gotta do? 
I got to go get another water bottle, right? So you got to get another policy. But I got off track there for a minute. The policy itself is an appreciating asset. So what we're doing every day, Hannah, is we teach people how to turn every liability into an asset and every depreciating asset into an appreciating asset. Mm -hmm. Because when you have complete control of your money and you have it in this vehicle, in this concept that we're talking about, the infinite banking concept, this whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends, it is in a closed system. There is no money being leaked out to other people. You have complete control of everything that's happening with your money. And, and really, so we summed it up pretty great. The last thing I really just want to touch on is just the mindset. You know, mm. what is, you know, on, on page 48, I'll, I'll have you share uh, Nelson Nash's quote and, and this concept. It, it's all pioneered by the late R. Nelson Nash, Becoming Your Own Banker is the book that he wrote that really brought this concept to the public's eye. So I definitely recommend going and checking out that book as well. But it all comes back to the mindset. We have just never been taught. And I can say this because I graduated high school in 2017, okay? So, so they just don't teach you about money and we just follow what everybody else is doing. We go and we produce the money, then we go and put it down at the local bank because that's just where they keep the money. Then from the local bank, I'll take it out to go write my bills, my checks, my debts, whatever. So the whole mindset around this concept is, is that the whole life policy is literally the same thing of what you're doing down at some somebody else's bank now you're just creating your own bank which is the policy and those premium deposits that go into there those are the deposits that are going into the policy just like how you make deposits down at somebody else's bank so like on, on page 48 of nelson nash's book you know what what does he say like summarized yeah on on the book becoming your own banker page 48 um expanding all income to equal a premium or something like that, it says on the very top part, right? So Nelson Nash says, he says, every dollar that runs through your hands should go into your own banking system first. So every dollar, every dollar that comes in, in other words, your own banking system is what the policy. So every dollar that runs through your hands should go into the policy first. Because the thing you do now is what? You take your money, you put it into someone else's bank. And the bankers make a good living off of the money that you leave there. So why not take that money and put it into your own banking system? So instead of the stockholders and the shareholders of the bank making the great living, you are making the profits and the dividends. See, because in a policy, there are no stockholders or shareholders. It is a mutual company, so you are making the profits. You are sharing in the profits and the dividends, right? So you want that money to run through your bank first. And which kind of takes us back to where we kind of started in a way. All we're doing is adding one step in your financial life. That's it. Right now, you go put your money into the bank, and guess what you do? See, I don't even know you, but I know what you do with your money. You take your money, you go put it in the bank, and then guess what you do with it? You pay everybody else first. 
don't you? You pay, you pay, you pay for the house mortgage, the car payment, student loans, food, travel, entertainment. You pay for Bobby's soccer practice, Susie's piano lessons, and you hope there's money left over for you, right? You've got to start paying yourself first. And how do you pay yourself first? You're putting your money into your premium, which is a payment, yeah. but it's a deposit because we've done the paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. we, we look at it as a deposit because if your money goes into an account that you control, Hannah, mm -hmm. is it treated more like a payment or a deposit? Deposit. Have you ever made too many deposits in your bank account? Never. What word do you like better, payment or deposit? Deposit. Yes, okay. So you're in total control. So we just wanna run the money through our own banking system first. Now guess what the sad part about this is? What? Even when you get to that point and you want to run every single dollar that you have through your own banking system, you're not going to be able to do it because you're not going to be able to buy that many policies. See, the insurance company will just not insure you for unlimited amount of coverage because every time you buy a policy, buy it equates benefit. to a death benefit. Well, the insurance company doesn't necessarily look at this is a banking function, right? This is what we do with the vehicle. Like if you call the home office of the insurance company and say, hey, I, I wanna get all my money into these policies because it's gonna be my own banking system. They're gonna say, what are you crazy? <laughs> the home office doesn't know that, right? Yeah. This is the vehicle that we're using. I mean, they know that we use it for the, the concept, right? I mm -hmm. mean, uh, right, as, well again, so not everybody knows it at the insurance company, but, Okay, the point I wanted to make is that even though you get to a point where like you get this now, you're like, oh my gosh, I see this, Brent and Hannah. I wanna run every single dollar through my banking system. You're not gonna be able to do it because you can't buy that much death benefit coverage. Yeah. See, the insurance company is only gonna insure you for what you're worth. It's just like a car. You can't go over insure a car or a house, right? You gotta insure it up to its value. And in this case, it's up to the human life value. Hey, you know what? Since you brought that up, let's talk about, you know, you made a very great comment yesterday. We were talking about, you know, people will go out there and they will go get fire insurance. Mm. They'll go get homeowner's insurance. I know sometimes you have to, it's state or whatever. But, but you know, people will go out there and, and buy all of this insurance just to protect themselves from something that they don't even know is going to happen, right? We don't know if there's going to be flooding or a fire or something going on, but we go and we go buy this insurance to protect ourselves. So I think it's a little funny that people are not buying the insurance that is actually guaranteed to happen. Yeah. You are guaranteed to die. We like to use the word graduate. You can use whatever word you want to use, but you are guaranteed to graduate. So why are we going out there? And even just to come back to the insurance world, why are we even going out there and renting this term insurance? You know, then later on, we got to go renew it. Premiums are going to be more expensive. You know, we didn't think that one through Dave Ramsey. Anywho, but, but why not? Why not buy the insurance that you know is guaranteed to happen? Then once that happens, that insurance company is going to pay out a lump sum tax-free death benefit to your next generation when they need it, right? Because death can be accidental. There can be something that happens. I just talked to somebody the other day. Their father passed away at 52 years old in a boating accident. 
So you never know what's going to happen, but we know that we have an expiration date. And so I, it, I really enjoy the concept because it's creating a legacy that is always going to live on when you're not here any longer. And I want to protect myself and my family and get that insurance that's actually guaranteed to happen. You're absolutely right. You know, we go out, like you said, and you buy all these other kind of insurance and you hope they never happen, right? I mean, you hope you never have a fire in your house or, you know, you hope you never have a car accident. Um, and those things aren't guaranteed to happen and we don't necessarily want them to happen. I mean, like even with car insurance, it's required. Why is life insurance not required? And like you said, it is the only insurance. I don't know of any other insurance that's guaranteed to have to pay out. Because like you said, you're guaranteed to die, pass, or graduate. Mm -hmm. It's not an if. It's a when. We all have an expiration date. We just don't know when it is. Mm -hmm. And what kind of legacy are you going to be leaving to your family? You know, what kind of peace of mind, you know, are you going to have knowing that, hey, if something happens to me unexpectedly, but even if it doesn't unexpectedly, it's going to happen. You know, if I'm 120 years old, it's probably about time that it's going to happen, right? But your family is going to be taken care of. Your children, your grandchildren, future generations are going to be taken care of, and we're leaving a legacy. And that's why we got to teach this to children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren because we want this to continue to roll down generation after generation after generation. And the cool thing about what we do is we're actually, while we're living, we're using a good portion of our death benefit while we're alive. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I mean, if I use the word life insurance, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's for my kids and grandkids. No, no, no. This type of specific, this type of specially engineered, specifically designed whole life policy in a mutual company, you're using you're using a portion of that death benefit while you're living. And the longer you live, you use more of it each and every year because it continues to increase. Mm-hmm. It only gets better. Remember what I said earlier? Today's better than yesterday. Tomorrow is better than today. It's not my flapping gums telling you that. It is guaranteed in the contract. How cool is that? And it's building inside of a tax-free environment. It's growing tax-free internally in that environment, and the government is completely out of your hair. Now, if you're the person that wants the government up your skirt, then you may not like this, but it's growing tax-free and the government is completely out of your hair. It's just, I mean, it's got so many features and benefits. And And I know when you started earlier, the public doesn't know. Earlier when you started and you asked me the question, hey, let's talk about some of the benefits and the features of, of, you know, and we talked about control, liquidity, guarantees. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think we got off on a tangent, but we never covered every one of those. And there's like a boatload of them that we haven't even talked about so i think we should do another podcast uh 2.0 is that is that is that right 2.0 podcast yeah yeah and and go over the other benefits well, I, w- as I was well. thinking we didn't even talk about tax-free income mm. come those passive retirement years no don't get into it right now i got a phone oh, okay call I, I, now. okay okay all right, all right. <laughs> tax-free tax-free income that's controlled yeah 
That, that is controlled. We got to do that. Can you make a note of that? Yeah. Podcast, tax-free income that's controlled. Yeah, we'll get done. We'll get done. Well, no, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we post uh, every single week on Tuesdays. You can go to the podcast uh, channels or you can go to the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, The Money Multiplier. You can go to our website, themoneymultiplier.com forward slash presentation. And uh, Pops actually lays it down uh, very nicely there in that 90-minute presentation, just the foundation of why are we doing this, how are we doing it, and walking through real life examples. So um, thank you for joining me today. Hey, this was fun. How come you don't invite me more often? You're, you're MIA all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. All right. Well, thank you for being here. And until next time, everybody, I'll see you. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>